So what we're going to do this morning, as you see in front of you, this is going to be something very interesting. I have this booklet that I got, I guess, a few years ago. I never opened, never looked at it. I've been reading it all week. It's called Kuntres HaHaruga Alecha, the one that's killed over you. And this is a bunch of discourses that the Netivot Shalom, the Slonim Rebbe, gave already from 1945, from the moment that they found out what was going on. And then over the years, over the years, whenever he, was speak, whenever he would speak about the, the unexplainable and the unspoken, about the unexplained, you know, the, 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 this day that we're in today, the way that the Netivot Shalom comes and explains it is something mamash. Uh, you know, as, as many of you know, the Netivot Shalom is... We learn his Torahs, they're usually very upbeat, and they're very much simchadik. Here, you could, you want to sit here? Or here? Come, come, come. The Netivot Shalom is usually, as we know, for over the years, is very, you know, filled with emunah, filled with uh, a more upbeat approach to everything. But the same Slonim Rebbe, who had passed away in, was it 98 or 97, the Netivot Shalom, we're meeting him today as he's finding out what's, what's happening in 1945. I was going over these things and I couldn't believe it. And we're going to see one thing that has to do with Mamash Ninth, like hearing about his shock. <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then taking something afterwards, which was written a few years, about 10 or 15 years later, to try to give koach to his, to his chasidut, which many of it was wiped out in the war. Um, but seeing it from a different perspective, I think is very, very important for today. And look, it's the kind of days like today, like you can give all the emunash muslim in the world. It's not, today's a, a day from like outside of creation almost, you know, whatever we say, whatever we, whatever we try to connect to. But I wanted to look at his words because I feel like uh, many of us are connected to his Torah throughout the year. And to see it today would be very, very special. So as you see over here, Dvarim Bekenes Chasidei Slonim Bechodesh Iyai Tafshin So this is a Slonim gathering that took place in May of 1945. Right after, <clears throat> right after um, words were said about the horrible Korban. One second. Oh, you can come sit over here if you if you can. I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, I, I think they, they they like the couch. So this is again. This is May 1945. Right after word reached the Slonim Rebbe as to what was going on. Now we don't know. You have this? Yeah. Oh, this is a this is yeah. the same book? Same book. Yeah. Amazing. We don't know exactly who found out what and when and where. We don't we don't really understand. And even when we're told that certain communities word reached them at a certain point, we don't really we don't even understand what they were told. We don't know what kind of state they were in. We have no we have no concept. Like when he says, Oh, once word came to us in nineteen forty five what exactly, what exactly was told to them? Oh, before I forget also, <clears throat> this year is also, happens to fall out today, is being his grandmother's yard site. 
So I want to dedicate the Shia in memory of Pesia Elka Bas Nachman Moshe. It should be for her, Ilui Nishama. My daughters <coughs> were privileged to have a great grandmother in their life for a few years, and those of you that were privileged that know that's something that's a very, very, very special gift, especially when it's such a special, special, special person. I don't know if any of you met her here, but I had the privilege. I had the so it's, it's in her Ilui Nishama as well. So again, Dvarim Bekenes Chasidis Lonim, Chodesh Iyar Tavshin Hei, 1945, After word reached Tzlonim and the Rebbe about what was taking place. And they're gathering together. Hitkanasnu gam yachad b'sha'a ayuma v'chashecha b'yoter. Acharei asher kara le'am Yisrael, asher gada b'choriaf kol keren Yisrael. We're gathering in this utter state of darkness after the unimaginable has happened to Am Yisrael. This asun, this catastrophe, this tragic and horrific catastrophe that has no parallel whatsoever. Millions of our brothers and sisters, the best from our people, <coughs> They've been slaughtered in unimaginable ways as well. Daniel, the prophecy of Daniel is taking place by us. Speaking about what will happen at the end of days. There'll be a time of tsarot, there will be some kind of affliction that never took place to people <clears throat> from the beginning of creation until the end of time. What's interesting is that there must have been a certain moment in Am Yisrael where they thought that they already reached this nevuah. What, what, other, what other periods do you think Am Yisrael was like, oh, this is what they were talking about? Chorban Ba'yacheni. Chorban Ba'yacheni was a probably the first time that they looked at things and were like, yeah, yeah, this is... Remember, Daniel is very close to Churban Ba'yicheni. He's not that far from Churban Ba'yicheni. So they thought like, oh, wow, yeah, he said that. You know, a few hundred years later, Gamarnu. Because remember, Daniel is, bet- is like between Bayit Rishon and Ba'yicheni, or the end of Bayit Rishon and Ba'yicheni. Where else during, the th- during Jewish history do you think that you didn't were like, huh? The Crusades, the Gamre. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what Daniel meant. What else? Lo chaser, unfortunately. The Inquisition. Definitely. Chelmenitsky. <coughs> Sorry. Apologize. Chelmenitsky. Definitely as well. You all know that when we go to, you know, what was once Ukraine, I don't even know what it is anymore, but in Uman, you know that Rabbi Nachman is buried in the midst of a mass kever achim where there's about 33,000 Jews that were murdered there during Zero Tach Betat. That's where he's buried, in the midst of that, of that, of this Kever Achim. There were plenty of times where Yidin could have said, yeah, yeah, this is what he was, t- was speaking about. Comes 1945, and Jews are like, whatever we thought was bad is nothing compared to what just happened right now. And we once gave a whole shir on the Ish Kodesh's footnotes. Because the Ish Kodesh footnotes in the manuscript that was found in the Warsaw Ghetto shows how in the beginning of the war he says, wow, tsarot like this haven't happened to us since Khurban Abayit. 
then you see he crosses out that footnote and he rewrites it. He's like, forget what I said three years ago. This is much, much worse than whatever happened in Churban Abayit. But besides the catastrophe, like the, the, literal, the literal murder, there was something even, even more dark taking place in, 19, in, the, in, in this war, where he's, he's going to speak about right now. You cannot compare at all what happened over here to the tzarot that happened during the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. It's true. Jewish blood was splitting and splitting like water back then. This is so interesting. He says, but we had prophets that were with us while the Bayit was being destroyed to help us understand a little bit what's going on over here, the Ratzon of Hashem. They were still sharing these words, which actually, you know, imagine, like, you don't know what's going on. It's all dark. Hey, you have a Navi with you. He'll come and give... He's not going to change reality. He's not changing reality. But in his midst... Okay, there's some, there, there's some kind of a picture that's being drawn that I could kind of relate to, and I'll, I'll hold on to the, whatever nechama I could receive from that prophet. The most horrible thing about what we're in right now, we don't have any prophets with us right now. No one, no one can tell you anything right now. Why is this happening? For what? Is this happening? And the bottom line was, you know, a yid always looks at what happens to him in his life, good or bad, but generally when it's bad, and we say, okay, what is Hashem telling me right now? The Slanwar Rebbe is saying, that's what's impossible in this situation. No one can answer that question. No one even dares to attempt to ask that question. Like, what... A Jew is always in response. He's always in an active, engaging relationship between him and his creator. And here it's like either delete or mute. And there's nothing, nothing going on. And if in the time of the destruction there was a Navi that was there to come and give us Nechama, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, a double consolation. We had Tanaim, you know, the Tanaim that ended up bringing down the Torah Shabbat They were with us in Churban Bayit Sheni. All the Chachamim of Yad, that then went down to Yavne and established Karen Yavne and Rabbi Akiva and his students. <coughs> Sorry, I don't know what happened today. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. We don't have a consoler. We don't have a prophet. Our shever, our brokenness, is as large as the sea. What I, what I actually like about, in a weird, twisted way, what I like about this piece is that, what is the Slam Rabbi doing over here? He's giving space for people to, to just be in the moment of Let's not try to like, think we could fix anything. Give spa- giving space to the brokenness. 
creating space for the brokenness, as opposed to, you know, no, it's this, it's that, it's that. Shum davar. Gadol kayam shivreinu. Our brokenness is as large as the sea. What kind of tires are you going to give me over right now? Ne'ezavlu la'anachot ve'nisharnu dalim derekim. We were left for brokenness. We've, we, we've remained so dull and empty. Like the Midrash says so eloquently, and exact, When Yaakov Avinu died, it's as if our eyes got closed because of all the tzaras that were happening to us from that moment on, going down to Egypt, and the whole story beginning to envelop. Mishum. As long as the great one is still alive, in that case it was Yaakov Avinu, as long as there's someone really great amongst us that is still alive, By the way, did any of you ever hear an explanation to the Shoah that made you feel at all like, oh, okay, meaning, I mean, and anyone that's ever come and tried to give any, any type of his bear, you want to push that person as far away as possible. This is not someone you want in your midst at all. But as long as there is someone that's great, so the Rebbe is turning to his Hasidim that were left there. I have no idea who was there, who wasn't there. And he says, The remainders, the one that I left over, we've gathered together over here. Shocked. Hamumim retzutsim ushvurim, completely broken, migodel shever bat ami, from the great brokenness of my people. Lehitchazek, ulenachem ishet reel, asher hishir Hashem lifleita, to strengthen and to console each other, those of us that are left, to just give each other love. Leshakem et harisotenu. You know what shikum means, right? To re- right, the the the, dev, the the harisot, that which has been completely, completely, which has collapsed, and to strengthen our chavura, our chavra, to lehamshich. Now that word is key over here, lehamshich. To continue, shushelet dehava midor dor, the golden dynasty from generation to generation. And I find it very interesting that the Rebbe is saying over here, the word Laham Sheikh, he says, right now we're just here to continue. What? How? This ending was sag. But I know we got to continue because don't pretend there can be any answers to what's going on right now. And he continues. Kol echad meitanu bamistarim tifken You're going to go and you're going to cry don't let anyone tell you right now that you have a begam and emunah. Don't let anyone tell you right now that you're weak. Don't, ha- don't let anyone tell you right now, now's not the time for that. Now's the time for shum davar. And even if you're pretending that you're not crying, you're crying. 
התכנסנו, we gathered together, לתת ביטוי לכאב הזה, to give an expression to this pain. ולהביעה, and to express it, בחיבור הלבבות, את הצער האיום והמשותף. We're giving here an expression through the חיבור הלבבות, the hearts coming together, as we're experiencing the unimaginable. אמנם על דקתי והמשכיל בעת ההיא ידום, it's true that it's written about this great day where, that never was before, great in its horror, that והמשכיל בעת ההיא ידום, that that person that's wise should be silent at that time. Now look what the words he says over here. כי עוד לא נבראה הדמעה הזאת. This is, a, this is like a, a really, really powerful phrase. עוד לא נבראה הדמעה הזאת. For the tear that you are trying to, 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 to cry, it, it hasn't even been created yet. Now, psychologically speaking, you could take people and, and, and break down this piece, and what is, he, what is he basically doing? Like, how is he holding on to his Eidah? What is he doing with his Eidah? What is he doing with them? And he's, again, he's giving space, and he's saying... That which you're probably going to attempt to take out, it'll, it'll take you time because it, it, it hasn't even been created, this type of tear. Well, I, I found this to be, I found this to be like a piece that you don't normally see by ro'im, by, by shepherds, by rebbes, by spiritual leaders. Because the spiritual leader is always under the, the, the notion that right now what I have to do is make sure that um, nothing, nothing brings us down. He's looking at the world, he's like, we're already all, who are we kidding? Everything is over already on a certain level. But the only thing I know is that we're alive and we have each other. Only from here can I continue to think that there's something to speak about. But to give over Vorts and Taras... No way. No way. That energy of giving space to someone to just feel what inevitably they're going to feel anyway and to prepare them for that, what they're going to feel is only going to get more and more intense, I believe is what, like, basically how the Slonim dynasty was able to produce such optimistic, positive, powerful, beautiful, and Torah filled with light for years to come afterwards. But in 1945, quiet. Just like, you know, when someone loses someone, my, you know, I, I think I shared this with you one time before. We should never know of such things. Stillborns is one of the most devastating, horrific things that can ever happen to someone. And everyone, should, no one should know about it, and all leidot should be b'sha'at my brother and his wife, they, their first, they lost it in the eighth month. And um, when people were coming to the house, even big gdolim, they kept on coming to the house and speaking to them and telling them all these vorts of emuna and all this chizuk. Now the truth is, every vort of emuna they said, I'm sure was true, was correct, because eh? but he kept on looking at them and he didn't say this, but what he told me afterwards, he said, I looked at every one of them, and I said, do you really think 
This is what we need to hear or want to hear right now. So there's got to be something with the human, the sensitivity to the human condition, to the Jewish condition, where at certain points, and and kol and dibur, and that's why today, on a day like Yom Hashoah, and, and especially, I say this especially because it's even more tari, Yom Hazikaron next week, you could talk about how beautiful it is to continue but there's got to be space where only Mashiach is going to answer certain shaylas. This day, when the Gemara says teko, that there, that there are these conflicts in the Gemara where we don't know the answer to it, and it stands for tishbi yitaretz kushiot v'sheilot, that Eliyahu Novi is going to come, and he's going to come and give answers to the questions that we don't have answers for. What do you think? He's going to come and he's going to... We're waiting for Mashiach to come just to explain to us the machlokas that Abaya and Rava has. Do you know how many homes have teko statuses? Yeah. My husband's mother was killed here on the road 20 years ago. Now I have girls and they want answers. Why did, why did they kill Sarah? Mani and Mamash. They're starting to ask him. They're starting to ask. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, wow. It's, it's, wow. It's, 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 I have to give them an answer kind of thing, but to trust your gut, that the way that you'll be with them while they ask, until Mashiach comes, is the best you can do. But to the, this pressure of, I have to figure out how to answer them, is a, is a no, this, hits a, this hits a chord. Of course. And what's crazy is, is that there were millions of families that are in your situation. It's just unimaginable. So, this is, again, this is fresh 1945. Now, I want you to turn the page. Turn the page. Now, it's not, if you have the here, but as it's, I'm not continuing that mimer. It's something else. In my conscious, it's Chavbet. I, I don't know if it's the same thing. Chavbet. Now, in this, in this next piece, I only took uh, one, one thing from it, the end of it. In this piece, which is basically talking now more about memorials, Eile Eskera, the Rebbe was speaking throughout this piece about one of the things that we have no hasaga is what was Jewish life like before the war. And... and uh, and what, and what, you know, what, what, what did it look like? You, oh, you have it, you same, have it. Same oh, same thing. Yeah. So one of the things we have no hasagabichlau is that our children and grandchildren won't see what a certain type of Jew looked like back then. Now, don't run ahead and say, okay, but now we have a certain type of Jew that stands here, begava, and it's, it's also true, a million percent. But that type of yid, we don't, we don't have him. It's not in Ela Eskeraba. Our children, grandchildren won't see what a Jew looked like in a certain level of, in a Torah, away, Oz Vigaon Vetiferet, in this regal manner. And we're not going to see that until Mashiach comes either. We'll see here a different type of Yid 20, 30, 40 years later here in Eretz Yisrael. But the type of Jew that the Rebbe is speaking about over here is that we don't, he's not, he's not in front of us. Our children, the, our children, 
aren't going to see this, what he calls the, the, the tmimuta pshuta type of Jew. That despite everything that was going on for thousands of years until then, there was this era in European Jewry, specifically amongst the Hasidim, where there was this tmimut of emunah in the Rebbe, in the Tzaddik, in the court that he was living in, the way that they conducted their lives. <coughs> and that is lost after 1945. And it's not our fault either. That's what we call hechrech ha-metziyut. That's what the reality pushes us to. So on the bottom of page Chavbet, the Rebbe ends this whole discourse and he says like this, Ve'ele eskera. This is what I have to remember. Gam et orot me'upal asher... Gam et orot me'ofel... Oh, thank you. Gam et orot me'ofel asher nitznetsu mitoch ha'alata ha'kveda dafka bayamim shechadar bahem kol chazon. Amanda, hey, ot hey, sorry. What, I have to rem- what we have to remember here is somehow, and remember this is written now a few years later, is the fact that there were certain people that were able to remember the light that happened before the war, reminding them of who they, what they came from in order to then establish whatever they did post-1945. Again, I don't know what year this piece was written. I think maybe 1960 or 1959, this exact piece. But he's saying you have to realize that there's this, this light that comes out of darkness that only a Jew, only a Yidla has access to, to be able to not just remember, but then build from? Unimaginable. Minei tehomot shel choshech varafel, all these different depths of darkness and fog, kasher af nitzotz shel or lo hivhev ba'ofek, when no, no, even, not even like a ray of light was, was shining out there in any way, shape, or form, zarach, zarach lefeta kashemesh b'tzaharayim or tamir v'ne'elam, suddenly somehow some type of light suddenly like arose, like, just as the day is going down, but so rhyme, suddenly a light like the morning came up out of nowhere. Haganuz ben Ishmat b'nei Yisrael, which is hidden and concealed in the neshama of, Abne, of Am Yisrael. Ze'or ha-gvura ha-ilait. This is a supernal type of gvura. It's interesting that this is the week. We're in the week in Svirat Omer, the week of gvura. Ha-gvura ha-ruchanit the spiritual gvura, shegilu eile hakadoshim, that the kadoshim habilti menutzachim, those who could never be killed, those who could never lose, asher ruchama yehudit hativit lo nishbera, their natural Jewish ruach was never fully broken, velo nichneu bifnei shilton asitra achra, and they weren't taken into captivity by the other side. Vegam ka'asher nichretza gzerat ashmad al gufotehem. And we know stories like this, that even when they were told, you have a few minutes to live, or there's a gun to your head, or you're about to walk into a gas chamber. Ve'amdu al saf hamavet. And they're about to be taken from this world. 
לא התבטאה עיקר מלחמתם הנגדית בהכרזת מרידה ארצית בשלטון הארור של הנאצים, יימח שמם. Their rebellion didn't, wasn't expressed necessarily as like, I'm now going against you, the Germans, because for certain neshamas, there was no German. There was no one standing right there. We have stories like this, like one of the Radziner Rebbes was killed, Reb Shleim the Radziner, was killed at a young age. He's about to be taken out and be shot. He, the story is he took his boot off and he whacked the German in the face. He says, what do you think? That once you, once you put a bullet in me, that you're alive and I'm dead? What are you, what are you kidding? And all of his Hasidim saw this looking around him. Now again, for us to comprehend these things is impossible, nor should we ever, chas v'shalom, have to go to this kind of place of emuna. But the Rebbe is saying over here, we know stories upon stories like this of people that were tuned into something that's called the Gvura Hativit HaYehudit. This natural Jewish uh, uh, heroism, which you can't explain. But the Rebbe is saying, we're going to remember everyone that was killed, and we're going to remember also people who acted in certain ways right before they were put into a pit. We have to remember that as well. And he's going to give an example here. מכיוון שלא בזה הם ראו את ניצחונם אחרי שהרגישו שגזירה הם מלפניו יתברך. These are people that realize, listen, this is a gzeira from Hashem. We can do, we could die, we could, we could, we could dive into the last second, just like our fathers died, dive into the last second, and like the Gemara says, אפילו חרב חדה מונחת על צווארו של אדם, אל ימנעת ומן הרחמים. There's no giving up, but there's also looking at a broader picture and saying, this must be some kind of a gzeira from Hashem. In the harher achareya ki'im lekabla be'ahava. I don't know how they were able to do this. I have to mekabel this. There were certain people that were able to mekabel the gzeira with, with love. Why? Ki kach ala b'machshava hakdumah lefanav yidbarach. For reasons we will never know. Till Mashiach comes. Maybe when Mashiach comes, we won't even know. It just won't be relevant for us to understand. It won't be necessary for us to understand exactly how such things can happen. The ikr of their war against the spirit of the evil demon, Yemach Shemo. That we know, more than wanting to destroy our bodies, Haita Ikar Machshavto Hara'a Asher Chashava La Yudim Lishboret Rucham. We know what he wanted to do to us is much more than kill us, is to break our spirit. The Germans, when they would see that Yidin are able to still like have a ratzon to keep Shabbos or bake matzahs like we heard last night, or smuggle in tefillin, these are things that drove them insane, drove them mad. כפי שידוע מכמה עובדות, we know from certain instances that took place, כי אותו רשע ידע, the same, the, I don't want to say his name בכלל, אותו רשע, that רשע ידע והרגיש היטב ברוח הכבירה שמפעמת את בני ישראל, ואותה חפץ להכניע ולמגר. He thought in the beginning it was about just murdering us physically. And he sees the war is going on, 
How come you don't see him happy during the war? Yemach Shema, not that this, you know, it's not even an animal, but this image, this person, you don't see him Semchad. Why is it? Because he's saying, wait a second, I'm killing them left and right. And Netzach Yisrael, lo yishakeh. And there's still Ruachim. Ech zecholiot. Drove them insane. Drove them crazy. So he starts to go afterwards, during the war. He's trying to change the tactics to try to be a war against the Ruach. And yet, the Rebbe is saying over here, just look back. Did he win? Did he win? Let, let, let's look at this. Were six million Jews killed? They were killed. Was the Ruach of Am Yisrael blotted out from the world? So what does that mean, the Rebbe is saying? Let's just like ask ourselves, what does that say? And what is it saying to us? He's saying, what is it saying to us today, 1959, 1960? And what is it saying to us today on Yom HaShoah? Kedoshim Eilu, bottom paragraph. Kedoshim Eilu, she'hayu We're talking about illustrious people from amongst the people, from amongst the Am. B'nei Torah, Chassidim, v'anshei Ma'aseh. Those that were able to spiritually rebel against the German. So the Zionists would say they created, they founded the state of Israel. The Chassid says, um, the Jew that spiritually rebelled against Hitler was able to then reestablish yeshivas after the war. That's why he switched to B'nai Israel before he said Am Israel. Yeah? yeah? In the previous thing you read, he said Oh, Am, um, right, 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 could be, could be, yeah, 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 very interesting. Nachon. He's saying, he realized there was a rebellion. And anyone that says, and this is like a big machlok people have over the years about, was there any type of, uh, you know, resistance, right? So I know there are a lot of people that they read a scheme. They're very busy with trying to show how much resistance there actually was there, but we just, you know, we don't know that much about it. There, wasn't a, uh, there was a movie that I saw once with, with um, David Schwimmer. Uprising. Uprising. Did you see that? Uprising? Yeah. The, the story? Yes, yes, the story. Yeah, Nachon. That's very important for every Jew to see. Very, very, it's very important for every person to see. We know, obviously, that it didn't end up matzliach. But there was another type of uprising. And these are stories upon stories that we do know about, about people that looked in the face of death and laughed in a certain way, laughed at it. That is what we take from today, because otherwise, if I don't remember that that happened, if I'm not holding on to that memory, I don't want to say what could happen to our minds. And many people didn't leave with that memory, or they weren't aware that that gvura elokit ilait exists within us. And they said, "God, see ya." Now we still cannot have any taina, as you know, on anyone that came to that conclusion, chas v'shon. But for us and for our children's sake, to re- to let them know about that these stories took place. We have to explain to them, this is what's called a rebellion. 
This was an uprising. To be able to still hold on to a mitzvah in the war was a maybe even a greater uprising than any type of militia, any type of chever that would get together attempting to physically fight. This is an important thing to remember that I've been saying over here. So, you end, uh, so on the next page, Be'odam. Be'odam ne'emana, as these people knew. Ki ikar ha'itmodedut ben kochot ha'kdusha leben kochot ha'tum'ah v'asit ra'achra hi b'milchemet ha'ruach. The war that takes place between us and the other side is a war over the ruach. It's a war over the spirit. Lefichach. Gam halchu ela ha'keda b'itromut ruach shel ge'ut ve'elyonut d'gdusha. They were they were those that were able, he says, to walk to the Akeda, right? With a, an elated spirit of pride and higher kedusha. Mabat enehem nishkaf kederech shebena melech mistakel al ochle adam min hageza harur va mesuav sheba enoshut et nishba bidehem. The look in the eyes of people. Now we don't know. We don't. We don't have any. I don't think we have any type of. Uh, the truth is, we do have a little bit of some pictures of people, what they looked like. Certain people right before. That was that famous picture that everyone speaks about about that yid that's with talis and tefillin, where the tefillin is like opened on top. Huh? You have a split up there. He's a bunch of Germans laughing around him, after they and you see a mamish like. 20 dead bodies in the background of that picture. He's standing there with the talus and tefillin. Look in his eyes. Look at, look at his, he says, look at his mabat. He's looking at their face like he says, like a ben melech, like a son of a king, looks at uh, um, cannibals with this, with this eye of like, you may be conquering, but I'm here, my soul is here forever. There's this look in the eye of the person. Not all, but those. And he says, you have to remember, those people did exist. They walked to the gas chamber. Now we know stories, they would go to the gas chamber, they would sing Animamin or whatever. These things did exist. And they took upon themselves this gzera with love. And there's stories of also Jews dancing, saying, Baruch Elokeinu Shebra'anu Lichvodo, Sheyadua HaRashay Tevot Ba'esh. Baruch Elokeinu Shebra'anu. Is the Roshay Tevot Ba'esh. In fire. Hasipurim Shebefi Adei Re'iya Odot HaKdoshim Ha'elu. The stories that we know from those that were able to give testimony over these holy people. Madhimim Mamash. They are literally... Madhim, Venishmaim Keuvdot Shalome Al Mahadin. They seem like they're giving over facts that are not from this world. How can humans act like this? Our great grandparents were some of us. How could they act like this? How could they actually gather themselves to be in this state of mind? This is the Slonim Rebbe that's now saying, Kashela Sig, the Rebbe is saying. It's hard to figure out It's very hard to, for us to really 
I feel like he's saying, I know, you're, I know what you're thinking. It's all Baba Mises, right? But we know that these things actually took place. It's just very hard for us to imagine that such a thing could actually happen. How could they reach such a level? Who's made from such a from, from such Chomer? And the Rebbe is saying, they and you. And that's what's shocking. Yom HaShoah, Yom HaZikaron, very good, Nachon. These are days where we discover our DNA in a very, 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 very painful way. But Yom HaShoah, this is a day of realizing, wow, these stories are true and we share the same DNA. Lo Yuman. Very similar to what Sayyidi was teaching about Rabbi Akiva. Yeah, Nachon. And, and how he said at the end that you just, you never, look, being afraid is. Nachon. You have to look them in the eye and with no fear. Mamash. Kayotse bazen niru haorot me'ofer. The, the lights that are coming out of darkness this is what we're talking about. Or haneshamah yudit, the light of the Jewish soul. Achareya churban ve'ashmada. That even those that in the days of the Shoah, they, they were basically placed amongst the non-Jewish world, and they forgot where they came from. I'm talking, I think he's also referring to children that were then taken into non-Jewish homes. Or, again, not judging, people that were born Jewish had children, never, never revealed to their children that they're Jewish for all the reasons that, again, we'll never, you know, we'll never really uh, have anything to say about that. Again, v'chen elu atinokot shehorehem ha-mehushmadim hishiru metzel ha-goim ha-bemenzarim Jewish parents who left their children by non-Jews or in uh, minzarim, in um, monasteries. Yeah, monasteries. V'asher lo yadu l'chalutin she'em mizera Yisrael They didn't know that they're from Zera Yisrael. But the days of war passed, and now it was time to bring them home. Some kind of spark began to again be awoken. And the spark, the spark then was transformed into a large flame. Leshalhevetka, flame of God. Veshavu banim ligvulam. Chizayon, this was an image, a, uh, it's not, image is not the right word, a chizayon. A vision. A vision, yeah, that's probably much better. A vision, asher afilu hatovim shebeumot haolam hishtomemu nachachu velo hisigu et pesher adavar agadol hazeh that even the greats amongst the nations of the world could not fathom of such a thing taking place and happening. So, Chavra, where does this come from? Where does, where does, what is the root of it? Where, where, what vision is this? This is the burning bush. When Hashem revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu in the desert, Ki that the sne, the fire is burning, but it's not being consumed. So 
like the first thing the first Jewish leader ever saw. He saw this vision. He saw 1945. He saw, he saw 1939, 40, 41, 42. And then he sees 1945, and he says, Oh my God, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu saw. Dahaino, she'en makom lepliato, ketzad yotzi et b'nei Yisrael mevitzrayim. Achare she'kochot kol memtet sh'arei tum'ah, achlu bahem b'chol peh. Ki b'chol, Moshe Rabbeinu says, how could I take Jews out of Egypt? <laughs> look what they are. And Hashem says, look at this burning bush. In every single Jewish soul, there is this hidden power that can never, ever, ever be defeated. Whether 6 million or 600 million Jews, chas v'shalom, lose their lives. Misparim, these numbers on the level of the eternity of Am Yisrael don't say a thing. Because we are anashim shem bilti menutzachim. That means undefeatable. <coughs> we cannot be broken. We, we just can't. When the Torah says we're Am Kshay Orif, you know, that meant a lot of things. Stiff-necked, hard to listen to, hard to follow advice, hard to take counsel, but also here forever. And will stay alive and kayam forever. Uh, yeah, is this new, by the way? Did this just come out? This one? So I didn't even know they put it out in English. Um, these discourses have given me tremendous, tremendous chizuk. Where'd you get it? Oh, really? It's not just for the week of Yom HaShoah, it's just talking about the Nitzchiyut of Am Yisrael. So on a day like today, and Dai, I'm glad you pointed out, like Yom HaShoah, Ve'a Gvura, that these are, this is a day that, you know, there's some kind of gate that's open today that uh, whether we like it or not, we need to reconnect to, we need to remember, we need to reclaim and discuss of all of the neshamas that are eternal should stand for us to be, to be, to give us the koyach, to reclaim the, the, all the strength and identity. It's like an, it's like almost like there's been identity theft, and now it's like time to reclaim it again, because we're made out of something that no one can ever touch. Many nations of the world know it. It's time that we remember it and live with it. Bezrat Hashem, tehenishmasam tzrura b'tzrorachaim forever and ever. Okay, thank you so much for coming, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.